part two of our interview with Michael Every, Rabobank's Singapore-based global strategist. We talked about the geopolitical battle that's happening between the US and China as they look to be the world's superpower, perhaps the leader of the free world, if such a thing is possible, out of China. Michael, I want to move on to Russia, Ukraine. No end in sight there either. No, none at all. I mean... If you remember, I was one of the few voices in the market actually saying before the war started, I think there's going to be a bloody war, and here's how we think it will happen if it does. Uh, I mean bloody as in blood, uh, by the way. I'm not swearing online. <laughs> but um, it, it, sadly, that conflict and part of what led me to think it would happen is this is not just about a logical trade-off of we want this piece of land and you know how can we do a bit of hard bargaining to get what we want. It's almost theological. If you listen to the Russian media, they are talking about being at war with the world. They see themselves as some kind of holy force trying to carve out a new path for themselves in the future. You even had state TV, where you know a lot of rubbish gets said, recently talking about the fact that they should start a nuclear war because they'll win it and everyone else will die, and how they should try and train a new generation of bureaucrats that will run Europe for them afterwards after they've won the nuclear war. This is the level of uh, rhetoric that you're getting coming out of Moscow, none of which suggests that there's going to be an immediate retreat or, you know, any, any love and hugs and, and a post-1945 style piece. Um, what I would like to do is just pivot for a second to say everything I've said here is incredibly depressing. And I know that you're going to ask me, what does it mean for New Zealand and New Zealand food growers? And I want to stress one thing, which is in all of this gloom, it's always darkest before the dawn. You know, things are always as bad as they can be before they get better. You're not going to get there by complacency and saying she'll be right and none of this means anything. It does mean something. It doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to be right. But a lot of the actions that we are now starting to see important people talk about taking could make a big difference to all of us in the long run and to New Zealand and New Zealand farmers too. And for example, we had the president of the European Central Bank, the number two central banker in the world, Christine Lagarde, give a speech just last week, in which she said, the world has changed. We can't just raise interest rates to try and get inflation back down to 2% anywhere. That doesn't work. We need to join hands with the government to understand in a big, complicated, nasty geopolitical world, we are going to have to fund parts of government to bring home supply chains and bring home industry and to rebuild our national defense to make sure that we can get those supply chains protect them and get stuff back into our country to add value to it to sell to others so in other words partial deglobalization but onshoring of industry which implies higher salaries by the way um and a reordered global network and if you do that the central bank will have your back in doing it michael we're not in a world of interest rates and two percent cpi anymore jamie that's fine i want to ask you about the big r word a recession it's inevitable in fact a lot of the world's probably in it now who will miss the recession because i don't think new zealand will if if we have a recession and it's still this because the data are up and down up and down up and down it's likely to hit almost everyone china won't have one because they're never allowed to have one their numbers will show they have growth regardless whether that's true or not doesn't make any difference um, but it could be, you know, a really unpleasant global downturn. What I will say is, if that does happen, what you've already have have central banks saying is, if that happens, we're not going to cut interest rates again the way that we used to. You're not going to get your mortgage rate coming down the way that it did. 
But we are expecting government to step up and say, right, what are all the projects that we need to be doing to get this economy working better in the long run? How do we reflate the economy like we did during COVID without giving everyone a check to sit on their bum at home? How do we actually get people moving to get this economy more productive in the long run? I'm excited about that prospect if it's done right. If it isn't, it's a disaster. If it's done right, it's a lot better than just sitting there and saying, well, we've got a recession, what can we do? Or let's make housing even more unaffordable for young people than it was previously as a way to get out of it. So I see gloom, a lot of gloom. And I want to share that with people because they need to be aware of it. But the upside is when it's darkest, that normally forces us to act. Most people won't change until they have to. And perhaps now we finally have to and for the better. Can we get ourselves out of the gloom by infrastructure spending? Because goodness knows we could do with some of that here in New Zealand. Well, there you go. That's a perfect example. I mean, you know, in an ideal world, and it wouldn't happen in five minutes, but I'm not talking about a five-minute problem. I'm talking about, a, you know, a five-decade problem, the way things are looking historically. Yeah, you could say, right, what do we need? Do we need a, a metro system right the way across Auckland? Do we need trams here, there, and whatever? Whatever we need, how are we going to do it? Where are we going to get it from? And I suspect in this new world it wouldn't be from China, and it would be from new supply chains with other allies, and, you know, that would involve them shifting around demand for goods within a block to make sure they can produce them, and, you know, and make sure that you can sell them food and they sell you metro parts, etc. That's the kind of world we'll be looking at. Um, does that change how things have been done up until now? Hugely. Is it going to appear tomorrow? No. Are we inexorably moving in that direction according to people like Christine Lagarde at the ECB? Yes. And, you know, could we get there even faster than people think if certain bad things happen? I suspect so. And all of this suggests a lot of volatility. It's not necessarily bad for New Zealand in the long run. In fact, if anything, I think it's good. Life is not a straight line, as I always say to you, and the dip you could get going down from the trend line before you come back up above it again could be pretty nasty. It's always darkest just before dawn. Michael Avery out of Singapore, always appreciate your contribution here on the country. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jamie. Have a great day.